Hey, running friends. Welcome to the Wrinkled Runner podcast. I'm Sherry, the Wrinkled Runner. I'm over 50 and I love to run wherever I go, but Buffalo, New York is my home. If you are looking to start to run or you're an older runner, this podcast is especially for you, so subscribe now. I love to help people get running and keep running. This week, I'm excited to introduce you to a regular runner. My husband Dave and I have been running together for close to 15 years now. While I love to run and love to help others with their running, he isn't as enthusiastic about it, which is why I'm his coach. <laughs> Today, I'll be asking him some questions about his running, and we will also share some stories about our running adventures. So let's get started. So Dave, tell me a little bit about how you got started running. I know the story, but tell me a little bit about how you got started. Well, I got started because you got started. And we were, well, we started walking, and we were changing how we were eating. We both had gotten a little heavier, and then we started to lose the weight. And, um, you know, we, we, we started to get interested in running, so we started to run a little bit. And I think it was only maybe we had been doing it a few weeks, and then we decided we'd run a half marathon. Because it was a little longer <laughs> A few weeks. Well, okay. I'm getting old, so I'm also wrinkled, by the way. One question some people have with people who run and don't actually love it is why do you keep at it even though it's not your favorite thing to do? Yeah, I really don't like running. I don't like running at all. In fact, I would even say I think running is stupid. <laughs> but... At a certain point, your metabolism doesn't keep up with the things you want to consume. And since we are both also foodie people, we like to eat and we like to drink. And so the only way to get that metabolism to balance with what we're consuming is to get exercise. And running is probably one of the best exercises you can do to burn calories. I agree. <laughs> so it's more of a beer thing for you. <laughs> it's all about the beer. All about the beer. Even though you don't especially love to run, you still have done some things in your running. Um, you've run half marathons and things like that. So uh, is there anything you're especially proud of with your running? <laughs> I'm getting a look that says, <laughs> why on earth would I be proud of anything? <laughs> If you've ever seen me run, you would you would also wonder why I'm being asked such a question. I think I think what am I proud about? I'm proud that we get up at 5:45, even when it's 20 degrees outside and the wind and snow is blowing, but we still go and we keep up the routine. I think that's a pretty uh, that's something to be impressed about. Yeah. Interesting answer. I thought you were going to talk about, like, um, your the half marathon that you did, you know, that 2.04 or 2.04, I guess. Um, I mean, that was really good. It's all relative, I guess. <laughs> so a lot of times when we're out for a run, um, I try not to too much, but sometimes I'll end up coaching you a little bit, which can be... Um, not challenging. What's the word? Uh, 
aggravating for you. But when you're, when like you don't hire me as your coach. So sometimes I coach you even though I'm not actually officially your coach. So how do you feel about that sometimes? Is that, is it an issue for you to have your wife telling you how to be better or are you okay with it or? Yeah, I, no, I'm actually quite okay with it. And it kind of goes back to when we were living in China and we had a driver, because uh, you don't want to be driving in China, believe me. That's all another set of stories. Uh, I had a driver, his name was Shaolu, and he used to enjoy watching us and talking to us and hearing our stories. And I think he was always very impressed because we would run regularly in China as well. And he would always refer to you as my coacher. And so that's always stuck with me, and I think of you as my coacher, and he thought you were a very good coacher. So I'm actually quite okay with it. So sometimes when we've had some hard races or not-so-fun races, both of us have said that we will never, ever race again. And with the COVID and stuff, we haven't actually been able to race in probably a year and a half now, maybe longer. Uh, so is that something you're still interested in doing is racing or are you just going to maintain your schedule so you can drink your beer or <laughs> do you think you want to race again? Yeah. Well, for me, it is all about the beer, but, uh, I imagine that I'll run, run some races again. That's extra good motivation, you know, maybe break me out of the rut of the same old runs, uh, same length kind of runs, you know, those kind of things. And there is something about race day and all those people around you and there's the adrenaline rush during the run. And I actually beat some people. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that is true. That is true. So I'll probably run again. Okay. Train you like train for a half or whatever. Yeah, yeah, a half, an eight k, a ten k, you know. Yeah. I always I always tell him that when I die, well, we're pretty convinced he's gonna die first. But if for some reason I were to end up dying before him, that he would have to, in my honor, run a marathon or run walk a marathon, which. I'll promise it while she's here, but once she's dead, I can do whatever I want. So it won't happen. (laughs) I will haunt you. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about how we had lived in China uh, and had had our driver and things like that. And while we were in China, we started running... Uh, a little bit more, I would say. I said I would say I started running a lot in China because I didn't really have anything else to do, and we would go for runs uh, on Sundays. We would do our long run, which at the time for us was about six or eight miles. Yes, you think? I think that's what I remember. And but we were doing we would do it as a run walk. Yeah. Well, you remember better than me. Well, yes. Um, but I was going to tell the story of that day that we nearly died of heat stroke, <laughs> um, because we were pretty dumb. Uh, I, that was actually, I think I may have started flirting with the idea of running a marathon for the first time because I was turning 50 that year. And 
so I didn't really know. I didn't do a lot of research into running until after I started marathon training. So we never carried water with us, nothing like that. And one day it was over 100 degrees, right? It was something like that. It was very hot. And also don't forget that Shanghai is super humid. Mm -hmm. I mean, so it's brutal. Yeah. It, well, yeah, it was pretty brutal. And, it, and the summer wasn't so bad, right, for the um, air quality? Was it the winter that was really bad or it was the summer? Definitely the winter was the really bad time here. Right. Yeah. So anyway, tell, you can tell the story of, of, since I'm interviewing you, you can tell the story of our dumbness when we were running around in Shanghai and nearly died. Well, we just started to march off. We didn't think through hydration. We didn't think through where we were going. We didn't know whether or where we could even get water or anything. And, well, it's not like it was very easy to contact or talk to anybody either. But we went out like we typically do. We just started doing it, and we got ourselves pretty far out there. Uh, pretty far out there just meaning not near where we lived and kind of away from like the main part of the city uh, and so it wasn't like wasn't very populated actually in some of the areas and I think it was because they were making it industrial but um, yeah well and we got so far out and you know we became very thirsty <laughs> and but we were determined to keep running uh, we had no way to get water there wasn't even a store around. wasn't anybody to talk to. And as I recall, you, uh, you know, you started to kind of lose it. Lose it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, anyway, we did eventually make it back. I don't remember if we found a place to get water or not. I want to say we went to that one. Uh, we ended up back by that gas station. Now in oh. China, a lot of times. If you were to be able to find um, water that a store was selling, it would be not in the refrigerator. Oh, yeah, that's because, definitely true. Uh, they do they do think that you shouldn't have, like, really cold water, especially in the summertime, that that's not good for your stomach. And so we, ha we would have a hard time finding cold water. But there was a gas station maybe, what, a mile from where we lived? And... Uh, they had a refrigerated section, and they had super cold water. It was so cold. It was so cold. It was and wonderful. We always ended, we always, when we discovered it, finally, we end, would end all of our runs there and then walk back. And I recall we had to sit down. I had to sit, like, on this, I don't know, just this traffic bump thing to make sure the scooters weren't going to, like, go into the pedestrian. And, um... I just felt like I felt like I was in a dream almost. And I, and I think we started talking about how stupid we were. And I think that was why we started carrying a hydration belt. I think we bought a hydration belt for, you know. Yeah, we always carry water now. We, we have a better idea of our roots if we don't have water so that we know we can get it. And, uh, yeah, don't underestimate how much water you lose, especially when it's hot yes. 
outside and humid. You, you lose... I think, didn't I weigh myself one time before and after a run? And I want to say that I lost something like eight pounds uh, after one of these long runs. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Which was just loss of water. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's something for you that you really need to pay attention to is your uh, your water, your hydration, and your electrolyte balance. Yeah. Well, isn't that true, too? We we both, like, sweat very differently, yes. too. Yes. And I think I lose a lot more, probably because I'm bigger and heavier than you, <laughs> but I lose a lot more water than you do. Ah, yeah, that's, that is so true. And you're, like, you're soaked right from the get-go almost, where if I'm out for a four-mile run, sometimes my clothes aren't even wet. And I think... And I don't normally sweat a lot in general. But, yeah, we are very different as far as our uh, sweat rate. Yeah. Pay attention to the water. (laughs) That's the moral of that story. Now, you have gotten lost several times around the world, haven't you, with your running? Um, I think one time you went out for, like, what, a three- or four-miler, and you ended up doing a 10-miler somewhere. um, That is true. I did do that. And where was that? (laughs) See, I knew you were going to ask that question. (laughs) And I haven't come up with it yet. I want to say it was Germany. (sighs) Through a forest in Germany? No, I think you're right. I think it was was in Germany. Uh, No, no, no. Actually, you know what? I think it was in Florida. It was in Orlando. Yeah, I think it was in Orlando. And I thought... I, I thought that I could go a certain route and it would connect a certain way and I ended up uh, on one side of a highway and there was no other way across and I had to go all the way back around and anyway it was awful <laughs> I was I think I was late for the, my meeting too I think you were too but I, I actually don't think that was the only time you've gotten lost <laughs> I think I recall several times that you got lost did you get lost in Australia or was that not on a run was that just you going oh. off to the to the koala bear thing and yeah that was not on a run okay no All no right. well, well you know another I'll, story for another time you know i i have oh well i ended up having to run though it wasn't supposed to be a run but i had to run because otherwise i would have missed the bus because uh, we were with a tour group and if i yeah i had to get back oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing that i was running then because otherwise i don't know if i would have made it <laughs> well hey you talk about running adventures how about running through the uh, hills and mountains in Italy along those oh, paths? yes, yes. That was, that was actually very nice. We discovered a lot of little things that probably most people don't see. And that's one thing with running that's so cool is we get to see an area so differently than most people or most tourists because we run. I think the sole reason we see some of this stuff is because we run. Absolutely. Um, we saw those churches. We saw a lot of the hidden, like, churches in the middle of squares. And, oh, and we find hidden cemeteries. Yeah. And those always have interesting monuments. And it's interesting to see how old some of the monuments are and things. So, yeah, it's always, it, it's always, you don't. Learn a city, you know, unless you're on foot, I yep. think. Yeah, that, that's so true. 
we have learned a lot of cities because of our kids who live all over the place. I mean, we know the island of Antigua pretty well. We know Bend, Oregon pretty well. We know New York City pretty well. We can run from Central Park. Yeah, I remember that there, run? How about, the how about that run? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was a fun run. Yeah. Running across. We started in Times Square. I think so. Yeah, that's where I remember it. And we went, <laughs> yeah, we went through the Bronx, and I don't even remember. We ran over a bridge. Which bridge was I think it was the Manhattan Bridge or the Harlem, if there's such the. It was in Harlem. I remember we ran from Harlem over to the Bronx. Yeah, and uh, that was another one of those hot days, yes. as I recall. Yes. And we didn't have enough water with us. We, t- we had hydration packs, yep. but we used them all. So we had to stop in stores, and I remember they felt so bad for me because I was sweating so badly. They were, you know, offering me paper towels and things. <laughs> these were the, these were in bodegas um, all along in the Bronx, and they we'd walk in. He'd be, like, beet red, looking like he was going to have a stroke, and they'd be giving him tissues, and, yeah, that was... That was so nice. It was, yeah, yeah. But you know, that's the other thing, right? Is uh, you do find also you meet more people, you run across more people doing these things, and generally they're pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. We've met a lot of nice people. As in, long as they're not on the a scooter. Well, yeah. So that's another story for another day too. <laughs> Me getting hit by a scooter. So one thing you had to learn through your running um, is that you actually have kind of an exercise-induced asthma thing that started up maybe two or three years ago, and you ended up having to talk to your doctor about it. I did. I was very frustrated because, I mean, you already uh, you already have had become a better runner than me. Which drove you crazy. Which I didn't like, because it didn't always used to be that way, right? Right, uh, yeah. I, I mean, that was another weirdo thing, right? Yeah. Because up until we went to China, you had breathing issues, yep. especially when we were going up inclines, yep. Yep. and I didn't. And so I always would get frustrated because you were holding me back. <laughs> but after Shanghai, somehow this bad air opened up your lungs or something. I don't know what. And you, that problem went away, and you've just gotten faster and faster and can run longer and longer. And you like running more and more. Meanwhile, uh, you were already leaving me in the dust, and then I developed this asthma thing. And so I was having trouble breathing, and so we had reversed roles. I was the one holding you back, and but you you're always much nicer about it than I was to you. <laughs> That's very very true. That's very true. As as our conversation on this past Sunday, that conversation came about, and then ended up with me getting ticked, and you getting ticked, and you telling me to go run by myself, and so I did. Yeah, I'm not sure we need to share this part of the story. <laughs> well, we're I'm I'm interviewing a, a real runner, honey. Thanks for being on the show, honey. <laughs> and uh, if everybody likes it, maybe uh, I'll have you back on someday. <laughs> oh, I'm sure everyone will love it. <laughs> anyway, uh, 
keep running out there, even if you hate it like me, because then you get to drink beer. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you know another runner who could benefit from today's topic, go ahead and share it. Do you have any running questions? You can ask me. Email me at sherry at wrinkledrunner.com, and if I can't answer your question, I will do the research to find the answer and share it with you. The questions I get from listeners like you help me develop episodes, so please don't be shy. You can sign up for my once-a-month newsletter using the link provided so that you can have all the Wrinkled Runner resources from the past month all in one place. I also have opened up my virtual coaching in addition to coaching one-on-one with those in the Buffalo, New York area. So head to my coaching page on the Wrinkled Runner website, which I will, of course, link to, and check out how we may be able to work together. Until next Monday, thanks for listening, and I'll see you on the run.